and welcome to episode 15 of The Great Escape Minute, the daily podcast where we dig into the great escape one minute at a time. I'm Tom. And I'm Rob. And closing out the week with us this Friday from the Dirty Harry Minute podcast is John. How you doing today, John? Very good. Thanks for having me, guys. Talking about Minute 15, Minute 15 starts with Virgil digging into his bag and ends with him throwing a baseball to the fence. How do we know it's his bag? Because his name is his on name it. His name is on it. It's stamped. Bingo. It's his V-Hilts. And we know that his name, yeah, we, we heard earlier this week that his name is Virgil. So Just Hilts. Virgil just, Hilts. Just, just Hilts. Well, because he's not too happy about the name Virgil. I, I can sort of understand that. I mean, come on. I, Gus Grissom, the, the famous you know Mercury uh, astronaut, also didn't like being called Virgil. It was Gus. Right. Do we want to start out with the biggest screw-up in this minute? Oh, what is it? That's not a 1940s baseball glove. That is a wow. late 50s, early 60s model baseball glove. And it makes me sad. It, it, there's a little part of me that's sad I know that, but I don't know if either of you noticed that at all. I noticed that it wasn't the right thing. I, I couldn't tell you what year it was from. That I definitely couldn't tell you. I mean, I, could, I can't tell you the specific year. But I can tell you that's a much more contemporary glove with the movie was made than a 1940s glove. Two questions. To your knowledge, was anyone was anyone fired for that inaccuracy? And number two, what's the difference between a mitt and a glove? Non-American, a mitt and a glove. What's the difference? Okay. So, as best I know, no one was fired. How much time do you have to get into the distinctions between mitts and gloves? Because um, specifically in base is typically going to reference a catcher's mitt. It oh, okay. can, in very rare and odd situations, reference a first baseman's mitt as well. And so typically mitts have different sizing regulations. They can be how much padding it can be, how big the webbing can be, etc. Boring. <laughs> Supplementary question then. <laughs> Supplementary question. What chance would a pilot be shot down with a mitt or a glove, like lucky talisman that you'd have maybe as a well, pilot? That's, that, that's one of the things that we keep discussing about the fact that it's, it's just there's no rhyme or reason for what uh, artifacts or, or pieces of clothing these these characters have. Some of them, you know, some of them have nothing. Some have the strangest things that they've somehow been able to carry from camp to camp. Mm. And this is what he got. Yeah, I would think, <laughs> it, yeah, maybe it's his good luck charm or... Or we just need something to show that Hiltz is American. And what better way of doing that than make him walk around with a baseball glove the entire time? Final question as a non-American. How often do you sort of do the practice, you know, throw the ball into the glove? Is it just to get you warmed up or do people do that? Um, yeah, you do yeah. do that when you're playing by yourself. Okay. <laughs> but but you don't do that for 20 days <laughs> in the brig. <laughs> Well, if you if that's all you have in the cooler, you, then you probably do it for twenty days in the cooler. I've never mm-hmm. had. I'm not sure about that. You, I, I get really bored with it. That's that's my biggest fear of being in the cooler for that long. They're, they're just you know, if, if they give me cable, I'll be fine. I can just rewatch <laughs> movies over and over. I'm good. It can even be just be one movie. It can be give me you know. Uh, actually, I don't want to say that because there'll be something really bad. If it's one movie of my choice, has that. You know. No, they, uh, we're dealing with Nazis. You think they're going to let you pick the movie? They're going to let me watch uh, Nazi surf. Uh, was it Nazi surf surfboards must die or something like that? 
<laughs> Nazi surfers must die. Something like that. Now, I mean, you mentioned the fact about uh, he drops his bag. Do you guys notice that later in the minute the bag has disappeared? Someone stole his bag. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, but he's got the glove and ball out of it. That's all he really needs. <laughs> That's right. That's right. No, it's just really funny that, that within seconds, I mean, we're not even talking minutes. Within seconds, someone else is walking around with a bag that says V Hilt's on it. No, Rob, <laughs> I, ha- I have to imagine hoping, hoping to find something interesting in the bag. What am I going to find? Nothing because he's already got his, his, uh, glove and ball with him. He's got I, his, his, his futuristic glove and ball with him. I, I have to imagine, even in the Israeli army, the saying, gear adrift is a gift still holds true. Of course. Oh. things. <laughs> It, it's really Hilda's fault for leaving his bag there on a tent. That's true. That I bet the true. bag. I bet the bag has been stolen by someone that now doesn't say Virgil Hilts on it. It has Leonardo DiCaprio written on, it and uh, it's gone to a good home. <laughs> Actually, yeah, we're, what we're, it is, we'll, we'll is... be discussing that next week. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. No, that's fine. I was going to say, Steve McQueen's isn't even actually Virgil Hiltz. He just found the bag, and so to keep people from thinking of the bag, he yeah. said his last name was Hiltz, and Virgil was the first name he could think of that started with a V. Very good point. That's so, good. That's good. So now there's a new V Hiltz running around the camp. Very true. Now, uh, John, yesterday you discussed about the, the rings. I think it was yesterday, or maybe it was two yeah. days ago. So in this, in this scene, you actually can see the ring much clearer. And it actually doesn't even look like a wedding ring. It looks more like a, you know, like a class ring or maybe maybe when you finish West Point or something like that. I'm, I'm not familiar enough with with it to tell you what the ring is. But yes, in, when we discussed it, I think I think it was two days ago. The ring did look like a wedding ring. But when you get a close up of it, it it doesn't look like your typical wedding band. Uh, but I could be wrong. Fair enough. Can we talk about Goff for a moment? Sure. Well, what? He's got like a pen tied to his collar buttonhole. Dummy maybe parted re- to him. Reinforcing yep. his, his like a Millhouse type, nerdy type. <laughs> he just, he, he wants to make sure no one steals his pen. The, expre- uh, the terminology for doing that is dummy, cor- dummy cording it to yourself. So, <laughs> dummy. At least he's not Wait, that is dim-witted. It, is it a pen? That's oh, the thing. It's pencil. Pen. It kind of looks like it might be a pen or maybe a pencil, some sort of writing utensil. Right. I'm sure the, if it's a pen, if it's ink, the forgers will want that soon. They're not, no way they're going to let it yeah. stay unused. For some reason, I was, I, I, when I first saw it, I thought it was maybe a bullet. No. But it, uh, no, it does look like it's, it looks more like a pen. Well, and if you look Maybe at this it, is his lucky charm. When he comes up, it's it's outside and then goes through a buttonhole into the inside of his jacket. And then when the camera turns, it's outside his jacket. So if you look from like minute or second thirty one to second thirty three ish or thirty eight yeah. ish, it goes it goes from inside his jacket to outside his jacket. Interesting. So yes, what what do you, what do you want to say about Goff besides the? Oh, I like that he's he's not so oblivious. He realizes something's that you know Hiltz has got something on the go. He's not so dim-witted that he doesn't quite. He he realizes that there's something something here that he's sussing out. a blind spot. Right. No, but I love. I mean, the, the the importance of Goff showing up in the scene is to basically tell everyone that wait a second, there really are only three Americans here. Even though yeah. in reality there were zero, <laughs> and and he's surprised. He's basically saying we're the only two real Americans because the third one's a guy who was in the RAF. <laughs> you know, it's us and some guy who was in the RAF Eagle Squadron. I'm still your and best right buddy. Away, no doubt, and, I'm your best buddy. No, no one else <laughs> comes close. <that's> right. <laughs> and then he looks at him. And he seems a lot like a blabbermouth. You know, it's it's as if McQueen's basically saying, "Just shut up." 
you're you're going to give me away. (laughs) But McQueen is cool the whole time, so he doesn't run into that problem. I do wonder about this blind spot, and I know, John, you were reading, kind of describing it from the book the other day, and how... It's there more, was one. Right, there was one because of how much fencing there was in the way, basically ruining the angle with the... Because the guard towers were set far enough back, it was ruining the angle. There's, and they had four diversions, four diversions, not just... Right, but there's yeah. no... There's just not that much fencing in the way here. Yeah. That, you know, because I will say, until I just heard you read that... I figured it's the, he saw where the spotlights were and realized, oh, based on where the spotlights are, there's an air, there's a spot where just based on where they're mounted in the guard shacks, they can't hit that area. And I'm like, I don't how you would find that at night. I just don't know how he sees that in the middle of the day. Because he's got eagle eyes. <laughs> He's Steve McQueen. I thought he was, hang on, just meaning a blind spot means a spot that all of them can't see in their periphery. Like, it only works if people don't turn their head and actively look, right? If they're, if they're, if they stay looking how they're, they, most of the time they seem to be facing this way and they don't move their, move their head in the periphery, they can't see him. Well, I mean, I triangulated. You know, I understand where they how you could have blind spots at night based off of the light rotation. And during yeah. the day, if the fencing was set up poorly, you could have it. I just don't see it with that fence, but we also mm. don't get a great shot from either tower. And yeah, you're also playing on the guards just paying no attention to anything going on around them whatsoever. Right, that's very true. Um, but I, again, I, it's just the the looks that, that, that McQueen gives Gov are just, he's he's placating him by, by talking to him, by responding to him. But you can see that completely preoccupied and is more or less annoyed that that he's being bothered at this point. Like McQueen himself, apparently, you know, he wanted to be the hero. He didn't get that he was in the background and making the movie. He was, you know, he was an ensemble piece, but he wanted his he wanted to be the aloof hero that doesn't have to say anything particularly heroic, but just be the cool the cool McQueen we know today. Correct. Which we all see it, and that he's the cool McQueen. There's no question about that. He's good, but he's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, no question about that. And <laughs> I love his, his reaction. Is basically it's just, Let, let's find out right now. <laughs> did, did either of you notice that I think it's second tweet, there's a prisoner walking by who's just staring at McQueen the whole time. And the question is, is is this an extra who realizes that it's Steve McQueen? Or is it or is it just another prisoner that knows that something's about to happen on watch? Do you see who I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, is his eyeline on McQueen's bottom or... Is he looking at a camera? Maybe I don't know. Don't know, but he's 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 looking where he shouldn't be looking. Yeah, he's just a struck German extra, I'd say. Very possible. Sorry, West German. We should say back in '63, West German. Just to make a pretty decent little toss here to the fence too, because it looks like he goes much more. That ball can get through that fence fairly easily. Well, his idea is not to get it through the fence. Right, I understand, but I'm saying it's a well done roll to keep it just where he wants it and not have it go through the rubbery barbed wire fence. Correct. But uh, that's why Steve McQueen, you know, the, the cool of cool. He knows how to roll the ball right to the where it needs to be. Do you have either of you have anything for this minute? No, I'm good here. John, do you have anything else for this movie in general? I love this movie. I like any excuse to rewatch it. You know, I've had the DVD for years, but um, always great to have an excuse to talk about this great movie. Which even has great in the title. <laughs> <laughs> apparently it was originally like maybe before the end of the war it was called the last escape 
um, anecdotally around the camp because it was a significant outbreak before um, hostilities ceased. Hmm. Do you guys want to know some va- just some really trivia stuff about June 1963 when this movie came out? Sure. Sure, why not? Okay. Well, in June, we had all these people were born. Johnny Depp, Helen Hunt, George Michael. Um, on the 9th of June, 63, the Beatles finished their tour with Roy Orbison. June 11th, the monk Thick Duck burnt himself to death in Saigon at protest to the U.S. military in Vietnam. June 12th, Medg Evers was shot. June 16th, the famous David Ben-Gurion resigned the presidency. He was the first president of Israel. Prime, Prime Minister. Prime Minister. And since the, the the inception of the country, right? So that was, he was yes. in there for a from while. 1940, from 1948 to 1963. He was, he was, he, he, he took off. He, he, there was one. One session where he wasn't prime minister, and then he came back. And just recently, about two years ago, the current prime minister surpassed him as being the longest-serving uh, prime minister in, uh, in our country. Wow. Well, let's hope he celebrated the few, you know, a few days after his resigning. David Ben Gurion. He uh, went to see The Great Escape, uh, which was released <laughs> on the twentieth of June. Which fun no, fact? But that was, was no, that was just the premiere. The premiere. Sorry, yeah. 20th of June, 63, yeah, the premiere, which was also the same day the Beatles Limited was formed, replacing the private partnership that the uh, manager Brian Epstein had set for the four Liverpool lads. So there you go. Wow, fascinating. Thank you very much for, for pointing all those things out for us, John. Mm-hmm. Pointing them out and boring. Boring you. I didn't say they were boring. No. I did not. I said fascinating. I didn't say boring. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm a history buff. So, you know, I like making the connections. So thank you for that. I also had another lame joke. Um, well, with all this talk in the movie, you've got ferrets, scroungers, and forgers. I think it was funny they all sort of sound Batman villain names, but here they're the good guys. <laughs> the ferrets, the scroungers. Well, no, the, the, ferrets the, the ferrets are the bad guys. Oh, that's right. There you go. One of them are the bad guys, yeah. And the penguins as well. So that was no, the... Well, the, the book discusses penguins. There are no penguins in the movie. Oh, the, yes. the, the penguins are the ones that, that are in charge of dispersal. Ashley Pitt. He's the head, the head penguin. He's he's the the emperor penguin. I guess you can say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, John, do you want to tell our listeners where they can find you? Please, everyone, if you like Dirty Harry, the seventy-one classic movie with Clint Eastwood, uh, go to dirtyharryminute.com to find our previous. Ed- Thanks, guys, for having me on. Oh, our pleasure. Thank you for joining. Thank you for joining us. And while you're out. Downloading all of John's back catalog of the Dirty Harry Minute, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast, a five-star review. You can email us if you want to get in touch, thegreatminute at gmail.com. You can check out our Facebook group, The Cooler. You can follow us on Twitter at GreatEscapeMXM. And you can go check out our website, thegreatescapeminute.com. We hope you all have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you again on Monday. Tally ho. Tally ho. Tally ho.